Welcome one and all to the American Towing and Recovery Institute podcast. Remember, this is your podcast to promote safety, education, positive public relations, and networking within the professional and business-minded towing and recovery industry. This is your co-host, DJ Harrington, better known as the Tow Doctor, and I'm honored to have as the other co-host, who's really the main host of today's episode, a 40-year towing industry veteran and the founder of American Towing and Recovery Institute, a trainer who has done more than 870 classes and is on his way to another class right now through the USA and all through Canada. I want you to know this is a dear guy and a veteran in the industry and a dear friend of mine who's in the podcast center right now, the one and only Wes Wilburn. Wes, welcome to the podcast center. Well, thank you, DJ. First of all, it's a pleasure to be here. Nice to see the, where the sausage is made with you and Chuck. <laughs> and, uh, very professional setup here. Very professional. Very, very happy to be here. First time we've done a podcast together in person, isn't it? That's exactly right. And to see the producer Chuck Camp behind the glass. Yeah, duck and low. Was that because you throw things at me, Jay? What's up with that? No, sometimes it's hard to see him back there. I know. I don't know if he's nibbling on a snack or what's going on back there. Well, our listeners are sitting here saying, here the whole place is in a padded audience, a padded, we're in a padded room. It is. With, for soundproofing. And then the producer, Chuck Camp, is in the enclosed glass area. And so we're here, and it's good to have you here in the podcast center. Really nice to be here, DJ. Really nice to see you, too. See you getting around good. Yep. Feeling good. That's, that's awesome. <laughs> that's all that matters. That's exactly right. So what's going on for today? Well, I'm on my way down to Opelika, Alabama. Again, you'll hear this several days after the class is over with, but I'm on my way to Opelika, Alabama. We got a one-day light duty tomorrow on the Friday. Saturday, Sunday, we got a two-day heavy duty. The class is basically sold out. Cody Post and the whole crew down there at CP Record did a wonderful job, along with the American Tone Recovery Institute team back home, and we've got classes are rolling. First heavy duty for 2022, many updates. We changed around a little bit how I teach boom load. That was always some suggestions. We, we, inver- we put a new chart in there to uh, help clarify that for people. Again, I'm going to brag on my son, Wesley, a little bit. There was a videotape of me in class that we'd used for years, and he cleaned it up and, and really fixed a few little small things that just to help the students under, understand better. You know, you can, as you know, DJ, you can put a lot of effort into a project and think you got it perfect, but then you put it out there and there's little tweaks that can happen. And, you know, there was a time that I probably let my feelings get in the way of those tweaks, but not anymore. It's all about what's best for the students. So, right. So we're excited, absolutely excited to be headed out there. One of the things that, uh, you know, we've had a couple off years with training. So, I, I, you know, I've always wondered how long training was going to last. I've made the statement before. When I got involved in the early 90s, I thought by 96, 98, somewhere there, we would basically have trained the whole industry. Everybody would share the knowledge amongst themselves. And I'd have to be finding another job. And, of course, that's never happened. Never. So. And with the last couple of years of slowness because of the, the virus and all that, I wondered if training was dead, although we had some classes that were as large as any that I've done in my career. And um, that whole thing with 
you can go online, YouTube, and get information I thought was killing training too, but it's actually, from what I'm finding out, is helping training because I think I made this comment already. We're getting more and more comments about uh, I've had enough YouTube training. I'm here, you know, in opening comments in class. We always ask students to make opening comments, why they're, why they're there. And I'm hearing more and more. I've got all the information with air quotes, not in a good way, air quotes, off the Internet that I want. I'm looking for some rock-solid information. And that's one of the things we can deliver is rock-solid information. Some of the course I'm teaching is the same information I've been doing for 20 years, and some of it we've just developed for this this coming season. So... Wes, can I ask you, I, I just think more today than ever before, people are looking for the hands-on training that you do. Yes. And uh, the reason is, I've been in your classes, and the student grows as, as he progresses, little by little. So he's there, then he can ask you a question right while you're there and say, Wes, why did we do it that way? What was the implementation here? And then you can explain to them where you cannot do on video. Right. right. On hands-on training. All of a sudden, it's an experience that they can, they can witness and do and participate. Yes. Yes, I agree with all that, DJ. The, uh, A, the, you know, there's different little variances. You can talk about upwriting cement mixtures and doing them all this way, and then this one has a, something unique that you need to address, and that cannot be done over the video. No. The, uh, and I like to take those moments as teaching moments because many times there's two different ways you could go. I'll make the call, we're going this way, and we're going this way because of this, this, and this. But also you could go the other way, and it would be successful because of this, this, and this. And watch out for that because that can get you whatever that might be. Right. So th that's where the power for me for hands-on training comes in. As I can sit in the classroom with pictures of trucks all day long and talk about this and that. When they're touching it, when they're rigging it, and we say, no, 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 we got to switch it around this way because of this, I can't tell you how many times over the years I've had the student come back to me years later and say, you know, that what didn't work in training and what we had to do to correct it is what I remember more than anything. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I, I sat in the training, and I've watched students. You could actually see them grow because all of a sudden, their Uncle Lou used to do it this way, mm -hmm. and now they went to a professional trainer, and Uncle Lou did it this way. Now, Uncle Lou, at the time, was doing the best he could do. Sure. But today, there's safer ways of doing it, doing the exercises you do, and showing them firsthand. So they see you do it, and then you give them, on hands-on training, you give them an opportunity to try it themselves. Absolutely. Which they don't see on a YouTube video. Absolutely. One of the things we focus on, let's address Uncle Lou. First of all, Uncle Lou, great guy, full of knowledge, and his information is important too. Yes. It is important because it's a foundation, and many times it's the answer to the question. But it's maybe not always the answer anymore because vehicles have changed, et cetera. So that's, that's one of the things I like to focus on. Another thing we – I make these comments in my opening comments at a class. I am not here to tell you what to think. I hope to give you things to think about. So you can make better decisions. We, we're not, at, at our organization, we're not in the saying you got to do it this way, you got to do it that way. We're in, we're, what we are into is giving you facts that if I do it this way, this will be the result. And if I do it that way, that will be the result. And on different days, different re results are, are appropriate. You know, if you're, you're dealing with a vehicle that's rolled eight times and it's all wadded up, 
getting it cleaned up and out of the road is the most important detail at that point. So the chain touching a bumper is not the end of the world if the bumper's already bent like a U. Well, I'm just going to tell you, uh, as a trainer of personnel mm -hmm. and customer service training, we call it an aha moment. Where the student, <laughs> all of a sudden, the aha moment occurs, and you can see people in your class that all of a sudden go, uh huh, that's the reason why they did it this way. That's right. And all of a sudden, they have an aha moment that says, I am so glad that I went there. And the nice thing about you know, you, the Institute is that you guys really care about the safety, and that when they leave their loved ones in the morning, that's right. you want them to come home and enjoy the family God gave them. And right. that's the reason why coming to one of your classes makes so much sense. Well, thank you, DJ. And I do, I do agree with that. The, um, the, there's, a, there's so many ways things can go wrong that training is just part of the equation anymore to help prevent that. It isn't the answer. It's not a golden bullet or silver bullet. There is not, none, but it's a step you can take. Yeah. Well, I know today, the more and more classes, that's, I think, the reason why your classes have been so well-received this year is because of COVID, a lot of them didn't go out to do anything, and now they have an opportunity to take the mask off and see their face, right. and they can participate on hands-on training. And you do a class, you know, in the classroom work, and then you go out and let them put their hands right on the vehicle, right on the truck, and participate. Yeah, which makes a big difference. And one of the things we're doing this year is we're going to limit class size to about 40 students. That's the most we're going to take. Wow. So that we can limit the, uh, so that we can enhance the amount of hands-on. We're also starting to provide students hard hats at the heavy classes this year. Uh, we've got three different color hard hats, so we'll actually break them up into teams to just be a little bit more structured to try to make use of that time. But, yeah, that touching the... Uh, you know, it, you can hear it. You might remember it. You, you see it. You have a little bit better chance of remembering it. But they they say the if you touch it, the chances of remembering it are like quadruple or something. I don't remember yes, exactly. Yes, exactly right. Well, that's the person of if they do it themselves. Yes. Then all of a sudden, then that's the guy that you want doing the training. And that's the guy that you want to go back to your place of business and maybe help another employee right. who didn't have an opportunity to come to the class because right. he's back there making sure the business is running. Sure, sure. So it's like train the trainer. Absolutely. Train the person, let them go back and get better. You know, that's a healthy towing company environment is when operators are sharing information amongst themselves. The management is open to listening to what the operators are learning and doing and changing things in company policy terms, et cetera. That's a healthy environment. Well, I would hope that a manager, an owner of a business would send an employee to a class to do a hands-on training. And then when he came back, he would say, okay, what did you learn this weekend right. at the class? Share with everyone. Mm -hmm. And so everybody gets a little piece of the pie as they went to the class. And it enhances what the guy learned. Because if yes. he then comes back and explains yes. what he learned, he then embeds it more into his own knowledge. Yeah, you, that is such a huge point, DJ, because you're right. Now that I have to recycle back what I've heard, it makes me really recycle through my mind a couple times, yep. take a moment, think about what I'm going to say, so that whole time it's enhancing my memory. 
Exactly. That is an excellent point you make. Well, your classes are good. I've, I've attended them, and I've attended the, the classroom, and then I went out to see the hands-on, which you do, and that makes a big difference. And I saw the aha moment with these people. And at nighttime, at night, you could hear, actually hear people talk about how great the classes were. That's well, right. There comes the music, Wes. See you, see you in a minute, Pete. See you in a minute. We'll take a break, folks, and we'll be right back. Slow down. Slow down and move over. Move over. When you see signs. Lights. Vests. Please, give us some room. Slow down. Slow down and move over. When you need help. It's our job. To help you. To save you. Despite the danger. This danger. This danger is real. Do your part. Please. Slow down. Slow down. And move over. Move over. The American Towing and Recovery Institute is proud to announce they are the new owner of Towing Equipment Direct. This established towing equipment and supplies company is committed to help progressive towing companies stay ahead of the competition by providing the best quality of towing equipment and supplies. This online catalog with a full-service shopping cart is committed to providing the widest variety of affordable towing supplies and equipment made from the latest technology from the most respected brands in the industry. A popular item is the Peerless Galvanized Chain. This chain has been around for decades. We are the first to bring the superior performance chain to the towing industry. The Peerless Proprietary Shield TM process has a zinc mechanical deposit galvanizing coating. With 15,000 pounds working load limit, this Peerless Galvanized Chain is the choice for towers across the country. For this and many more popular items, Go to our website at atri.com and click on the link towingequipmentdirect.com or just go directly to that site. We're working harder to make you smarter. You've been listening to American Towing and Recovery Institute podcast with Wes Wilburn and DJ Harrington. Every week we bring you a new informative episode like this one right now with Wes Wilburn being right here in the podcast center. Make sure you download and listen are available on Spotify, iTunes, Pandora, Google Play, Stitcher, iHeartMedia, Amazon, or wherever you get your podcast. Remember to like, review, and share everywhere. Tell your fellow towers about the American Towing and Recovery Institute podcast. Our hotline, if you'd like to hear special people from the industry, like the Tom Lucianos, the Brian Rikers, the Bill Georges, Dial our number, 706-409-5603, and leave us their name, and let us get try to get a hold of them. The number is 706-409-5603, and without further ado, let's go back into podcast studio with the one and only Wes Wilburn. Thank you, DJ. The, uh, yeah, we do get some characters on here. <laughs> Fred Sheeler's another one from Henry's. And, oh, yes. You know, we did a really, I don't know if you remember, we did a really powerful group interview with him and Kevin Farthing. And um, we down in Myrtle Beach Toe Show, when we were doing that, we did an interview with a couple different people talking about what they're doing to help keep and retain employees. And, and none of them had a magic bullet, but they did all of them had something they could add. So we're going to try to get some of them group panels together. As a matter of fact, I think we're going to start some of these podcasts, instead of making them two-part issues, we're going to just run them a little bit longer 
would love some feedback from the audience. You know, I get a little bit, uh, what do they call that randomly, where people just come up and say something to you, you know? Uh, but, I, but <laughs> A review. <laughs> yeah, but, but there's a term for it I, I can't think of. But anyway, uh, we're interested if you think the podcast should be longer. So we like when we had Tommy on and several of the people we had two-part interviews on. Yes, the, Dylan and Amy Powell is another one that was a great two-parter. Yep. Um, that we run those just a little bit longer. And then also it's going to allow us to do some more time. I was listening to that Brian Riker the other day, that windshield wisdom. That's a great thing he does, isn't it? Oh, Brian Riker. We met him in Chattanooga at the Chattanooga Toe Show in your booth, mm-hmm. in the American Tone Recovery Institute booth that was there. And we did a podcast live from Chattanooga. Mm-hmm. Brian Riker was there. Did an excellent job. And it was excellent. Brian Riker with Windshield Wisdom is a very gifted guy. He is definitely, as I learned from you, your D-O-T guy dot com. That's right. Dot com. That's a great name he's got. And if you're missing out on what Brian's doing, you're missing something. He focuses on the front of the truck where we focus on the back, you know, the operations. And he's full of great information. Your D-O-T guy dot com. You ought to check him out. We we consider him a friend of the podcast. Yes. So, so we're we're lucky to have people like Brian in the industry. We absolutely are. The uh, speaking of Brian's, we got Brian Renwalski and his uh, friend. I guess friend. I'm not sure what terminology to put on it. Bree, the young young lady, they're a couple wonderful yep. individuals. They're going to be hosting a class light and medium duty in the southern tier of New York, Elmira, New York. And that will be April 23rd and 24th for a light duty, and we're going to come back for a heavy duty in the fall. They're also going to work a booth at the New York Toe Show, so we'll have representation at the New- the Empire State Toe Show up in Lake George, New York in June. We had Bob Gorman, the president of the Estra Association, last year come on, and I'm sure we can get him or trying to get Scott and Melissa Perlow, who kind of... Melissa is the brains and the the energy behind the show. She's really taken it over and done just a wonderful job from what I hear. So we're going to try to get one of them on, but if not, we'll get Bob back on uh, talking about the toe show and what's going on. But uh, we're excited to be back in New York. Now, that is the weekend of the Florida Toe Show. Um, unfortunately, we have so many people wanting school dates this year that I've really got to focus. You know, education is my reason for being involved with this. So at this stage of the game, unfortunately, I'm going to be in New York uh, somewhere I haven't been in a while because we're just basically through the spring. I'm almost every weekend's gone. We have some for the summer, and we're working on the fall right now. But um, we're blessed, DJ. A lot of people want training this year, and we're happy to help provide it. Well, you're the right team to do it because you have a great team at American Tone Recovery Institute, every one of them. The group that we met in Chattanooga were the most gifted and then to find out some of them were volunteers that just wanted to help out. Want to see the industry go somewhere, want, like what we're doing. Wonderful, wonderful folks we have helping us. Along yeah, the way. wonderful people. And the podcasts are well-received. When you start telling people we've had so many good people on the podcast, and they're all archived so they can go back and hear a Tommy Luciano. They can go back and hear a Bill Georges. They can go back and see and hear these people really share a light on the industry. Absolutely. You know, some of the stuff they're talking about took them years to learn and cost them mega dollars. And they're willing to openly share it to help for the betterment of the of individuals in the industry itself. 
And, you know, when if we're talking about helping the industry, when the water in the harbor rises, all the boats go up. So exactly. everybody needs to keep in mind with that. You know, if I was to get all the towers together in any town, I don't care what town, we'll, we'll say Atlanta since that's where I'm sitting at the moment. If I was to get all the tow truck operators in Atlanta together, I know everybody's, there's all kinds of jokes there, so let's just go move past that. But seriously, if I was to get them all together, let's just say there was 100 of them, I could get 85 of them to agree on a bunch of issues. Matter of fact, I could get 100% of them to agree on several issues. You know, like operator safety, getting enough yes. pay from the insurance companies, et cetera. There's a, a ton of issues that we can agree on. Right. As an industry, we should focus on those in- issues instead of focusing on the ones that divide us, like competition, which is 10 to 15% of the issues out there. We look at other industries, like the the car recycling folks. They do a wonderful job, don't they, DJ? They sure do. <laughs> of, of helping each other, yep. help the industry, thus helping their community. Yes, and now the reason why Wes is saying this is we, Wes took all of us at the podcast center out to lunch, and I want you to know we talked about URG, United Recyclers Group, and they give away two needy families get new cars. Uh, last year they gave away 2014s. This year they're giving away 2016 cars that the National Audit Body Council did. But recyclers donated the parts. Right. The Body Shop Association put them together. Right. And now the family who needed a vehicle, and they go through family services mm-hmm. to qualify the families before. So they do the screening. They make sure yeah, this yeah, is yeah. a real needy family, yeah, yeah. not somebody that's looking for a handout. Right. This right. is a hand up. And all of a sudden, they give those away. And, and they, are, they do. They look at the common denominators between all of them. And they focus on that. In the towing industry, I believe there's common denominators. The safety of the tower. The making sure that everyone is home safe. Making sure that we're doing the best we can for dispatchers. Making sure we're doing the best we can for drivers. And helping them grow. The more they grow, the better they get. And the better the business gets afterwards. That's right. So an investment in going to a school like yours is a thorough investment in people and people are the business that's your best asset is your own people absolutely so when you send them to an institute school you're improving the whole bottom line of the business absolutely you know as i hear what you're saying it's a joint effort between the recyclers and the the auto body folks yes a we should figure out a way to be in that chain as a towing industry. Maybe we could find some of these cars and, and be presenting them to them. You know, folks, you, you got good cars in your lot. I know you sell them for the money, but a lot of times the couple bucks you get for that car is nothing compared to the public relations. Let's just hang on. Let me start at the beginning. The beginning is you. You God has been good to you. You're doing something good for another human being. That's the number one point. Number two, probably as a business person, you can make it a good business decision through tax write-offs, et cetera. You know, so there's a business side to it. Exactly right. Now, I'm going to share with you. I want you listeners to know, true story. In Florida, alligator towing, Mrs. Fox wanted to donate vehicles to the fire department so they could learn how to keep them stable till you get them to the table. I was writing an article for Towing Magazine, and 
the article was on how a firefighter saves the person with the towing company. So they did cross training. That's why you met Ron Moore. And, but they did cross training. The National Auto Body Council donates over 3,000 cars a year to fire departments and towing companies to do cross training. Mrs. Fox said to me, go to the fire department and see if they would give us a letter because her accountant said, go and get the value of the vehicle. It's a write-off. That's right. The fire chief loved it. He said, I will give you a letter. So we had a form letter. All he did was sign the letter, and she got a tax deduction for donating seven vehicles. It's simple, isn't it, DJ? Yes. Just simple business. And the fire department goes out of their way to do anything for alligator towing. Right. And, and again, folks, you should not be doing this for this benefit that DJ just mentioned, but I'm going to talk about as well. It should not be the reason, but many, many, many people told me that one of the side results, they're not clearing the scene until your truck's clearing the scene anymore. You, you got a lieutenant walking around saying, hey, Wes, there's a block of wood here. Is it okay if I pick it up and put it on the back of the truck? They're willing to help you a little bit more. And again, you should not be doing it for that reason. But boy, that's not a bad fringe benefit, is it? No. And I have to tell you, uh, Alligator Towing was towing a Publix. That's a grocery store down in the south now, if you're up north and listening. And your Canadians are going to tell you, it's the larger one of the largest grocery stores in the southern states. It's called Publix. It's like Kroger. And the vehicle was there. The heavy duty was picking up the vehicle. The fire truck stayed the whole time on an angle, so nobody was injured. And when people see the fire truck on an angle protecting the people doing the towing, all of a sudden they said, why do you do that? It's because it's alligator towing. They help us. We help them. And our vehicle will leave when their vehicle leaves. So here's a gigantic fire truck. Right. protecting the people working the scene. Right. What better way? Absolutely. That's that's cooperation at, at its best, isn't it? Yeah. Well, I, I I thoroughly, I stopped one time up and coming back from the Baltimore Tow Show, a towing company was blocking for another towing company, a competitor. Right. Different names on the side of the trucks. And the guy said, they do it for us. We're doing it for them. And they had their vehicle on an angle, so the other vehicle was on the scene. We're going to touch on blocking when we come back. You got it. So, folks, hang with us, and blocking's up next. With over 40 years of experience in the towing business, Henry's Wrecker Service professionally handles accidents, recovery, roadside assistance, parking management, relocating, and more for every type of vehicle. Their experience includes handling from automobiles to big rig trucks, even bicycles, mopeds, motorcycles, and boats. No job is too small for Henry's. Trusted by transit authorities and law enforcement authorities, Henry's has earned the trust of the Northeast. What can they do to serve you? Visit henrysrecker.com. Stay safe. Remember, slow down, move over, let's get Everyone home safe. That's henrysrecker.com. We're back with the American Touring and Recovery Institute podcast. Now, Wes Werburn was all set to talk about blocking. And let's 
get that information right now. Wes, tell us. I'm all for anything that's helping to protect towing operators. We know we're at cr almost crisis level. There were statistics a few years ago that on an average every six days a tow operator was killed by a struck-by-vehicle accident. That statistic's not perfect, but it, it's an eye-opener, and it gives us a, a baseline, a starting point. With that kind of situation, we need to do everything we can to protect these operators. The only thing I want to caution operators about is, depending on the state you're in, what, how they recognize what lights you have on your tow truck. Most states have yellow lights, but there are some states that have blue and red that give you different authorities. Um, so depending on what your state laws are, you just need to be careful because if, if you're sitting in a line, live lane of traffic uh, and somebody hits you, depending on the state, you could end up being at fault. So that that's one of my concerns. My other concern is use some common sense. Sometimes I see blocking occurring, and it makes a lot of sense. The person that's blocking is help protect the towing operator. is also helping protect the motoring public, warning them of what's coming up. I've seen other cases of blocking where it wasn't so well thought out and created more of a danger. Saw one video on the internet. Operator puts himself in a live, a flatbed carrier in a live lane of traffic. Doesn't really appear to be needed, and he's standing on the back of the truck waving people over. Oh, a absolute catastrophe when he, the truck got hit and he got thrown through the air. So that would be an example of blocking not not done in a correct method. And put and created a bigger problem. So that's again, I'm all. I want to be clear. West Wilburn is and the American Towing Recovery Institute's all for anything that helps save lives, anything that helps within reason that helps you all go in home to your family. Here's one. If we, I want to be careful how I say this. There are other things we can do that don't require blocking to help send get operators to go home. A couple of them is. Reflective wear. Take it seriously. Wear it. On, on this trip last night through the rain driving over here, yes. saw an operator working traffic side, no vest, when there was no reason he could have been on the non-traffic side. So that's the next thing. Get on that non-traffic side as much as possible. If you're in a highway situation and you load a car in your carrier, a car on the deck of your rollback flatbed, and you put two good, strong securement points I say good, strong. You put two proper tie-downs on the non-traffic side. You climb in the cab of that truck and you drive like you got some sense. Let me repeat, drive like you have some sense to the first exit to put the other two tie-downs on. I will stand behind you 1,000% in a court of law. Yes, the federal law is four-point tie-down. Uh, and I'm all for that. Anybody that's been to a class knows I preach and preach that. But with the the extreme conditions we're in nowadays with operators getting killed, hurt and or killed in a struck-by-vehicle accident, I think some different actions need to happen, and that's why I endorse the two-point hookup till you get it off the road. Again, ladies and gentlemen, drive like you got some sense. It's part of that equation. But those are the kind of positive things we can be doing that I think will have more of a payback, more of an impact, to help protect towing operators and help them to go home than some of the reckless blocking I've seen. Again, I, I, I'm all for, you know, people are going to say, well, I'm against tow operator safety. No, I'm for everybody's safety. Gotcha. So. 
Well, I want to tell our listeners, if you don't mind, if you're listening to this, let me give you the email, the short one. The long one is email info at American Towing and Recovery Institute.org. But here's the short one, www.amtowri.org. A-M-T-O-W-R-I dot O-R-G. And that way you go to the website and you'll see everything on there. And then if they didn't write down what classes are coming up, this will tell them what classes are in the future. Yeah, absolutely. There's a bunch of stuff going on for classes in the future. We'll be in uh, St. Louis and Arkansas in May and June. We'll be in Indianapolis and on and on and on. So, yeah, that's great to go to our website and uh, see what's there. Keep up with us. Uh, we're doing several more dates that are private schools, et cetera. So, but uh, all the public dates are out there for us. We're also doing the National Tow Operator Certification Exam. It's up and running. It's a home certification testing situation. We do it through Zoom, trying to make it have integrity. It's a 100-question exam. Many operators have felt that they learned something by taking the exam because it made them think about something they hadn't thought about or look something up, et cetera. Uh, so that's up and running. We highly encourage you. You know, one of the things you can use this for, what a couple companies are using it for, is when they hire a new employee that has towing skills, this is a way that they can validate what those skills are exactly before they put them out there. Uh, oh, great, yeah. Yeah, and uh, another one is for police contracts that require certification. So this is filling a, a niche and a void that we hadn't filled before. That's fantastic. And the number, direct number there, in case you have questions for the American Tony Recovery Institute, 910-747-9000. They got a fax number, and if you want to fax them, 910-486-8930. Wes, if you had a departing words that you want to share with this episode, what would be some of the words of wisdom from a 40-year veteran? Non-traffic side has got to be number one. Um, yes. You know, when you hook up a vehicle to tow it down the road, use the standard that your mother is riding in the lane beside you or behind you, your sister, your aunt, your grandmother, your granddaughter. And, you know, that's the standard. That's the standard of the... If those folks were riding beside that car and you did the hookup with that in mind, that that is the standard we should use as an industry. And if you come from a dysfunctional family, pick somebody you like, okay? <laughs> but I'm serious. That's one of the best things. Yeah. You know, hooking them up and towing them down the road is what we do all day. And sometimes we get complacent. And, again, we could help prevent that complacency by – picturing someone we love riding behind that car. So. Great great words of wisdom. Thank you, DJ. I appreciate, appreciate that. And as we end this one, we still got war in Ukraine. Yes. So hopefully, maybe by the time it plays, poor people won't be going away as many as we are. We've lost a lot of children in Ukraine. I know we have. The, uh, it's it's very challenging. Again, I come from an army town. You can see how the whole town has slowed down because of the deployment. Yes. So it's very important we keep the folks, it, the citizens from Ukraine and, and the surrounding countries that are helping in our prayers, but also the military from around the world and their families that are supporting this operation as well. 
If you're a state association, I want you to remind yourselves, we have over 3,000 listeners now on this episode. So I want you to know, if you're a state association and you want some information shared with thousands of listeners, just call the hotline number, 706-409-5603. And Wes, I thank you so much for being in the podcast center, seeing it live, watching Chuck Camp work out of the glass enclosure <laughs> as he gestures to us. Yeah, it's uh I'm really happy to be here. The uh having the eye contact with everybody makes I think the program go a little live a little bit more lively and I just appreciate what you guys have done for, for our organization and for the industry in general of helping get information out there and keeping us up in the twenty second century, whatever we're in nowadays. Yep. Well you've done a lot for the industry and I tip my hat to you, my friend. God bless you, DJ. Appreciate everything you and Chuck have done and of course, the whole team at ATRI, the employees, the volunteers, and all the members that support us. We appreciate you guys more than you know. The, um, thank you. Be safe. Go in peace, my friends.